Hey, this is Ben Fraser. Welcome to episode 38 of Brick House, the podcast, Reframing Porn Addiction. Today, I want to talk about uh, my story, some more, part three, the lowest of the low. But before I do that, I want to mention again that I'm doing a crowdfunding Indiegogo campaign to help raise money to make the web series. Thank you so much to one person who contributed $20 this last week. This makes a big difference. Thank you. And I'm pretty sure um, he's a podcast listener. So thank you. You're anonymous, so I won't say your name, but you know who you are. So um, let's get to our topic, which is the lowest of the low. I was thinking about calling this episode the high bottom because there's a thing about being uh, in recovery where you hit bottom, Um, but my bottom was not very low compared to what it could be. You know, I'm not like uh, lying in a pool of my own vomit in some stranger's room or something, um, or getting arrested or, or something. No, it's it's more mundane than that. But it still was low enough for me to get me to decide I wanted to quit in a serious way, for me to make the commitment to quit. So I'm kind of I'm spoiling the punchline here, but... You kind of know how it turns out anyway. But let me tell you how I got there. So this was a point in my life when um, I was in my 30s, I think. Um, Yes, I'd say I was in my 30s. I'd been basically looking at porn and masturbating almost every day since I was like 12. Um, At this point, it had become a kind of regular routine, almost like brushing my teeth. It was something I did before I went to bed. Um, or sometimes when I woke up in the morning and I had my stash of magazines and every so often I'd buy new ones, I had some videos, some VHS tapes. That was my situation. But um, a couple months uh, before this event I'm about to talk about, I'd gone to this workshop where um, it was kind of like a self-improvement workshop and it was about, um, well, it was about sex and sort of like healthy sex habits and <laughs> That sounds, that sounds really peculiar to say it that way. Um, it, there was nobody was actually having sex or anything, but um, it was just kind of talking about how people think about sex, and and I realized at that point that I really did want to quit porn, and and I did. So I'd quit porn for a couple months, and um, it, it because the workshop I kind of was on this certain high, and and it it felt pretty good. So then something happened. I got a phone call from my mother, and this was about 8 o'clock in the morning or something like that, um, which is early, especially considering she uh, lives in a different time zone, so it's early for her, but it was very early, and she's the phone call, um, and she said um, that my dad had had a heart attack. He was okay, but he had a heart attack, and he almost died. That was kind of the, the thing that... The uh, ambulance um, happened to be in the neighborhood. They happened to have a certain drug that they didn't, um, that was fairly new. And um, they saved his life. So this was a, this was a, this was a weird bit of news. It's kind of like really good news. He lived, but it really shook me up. And I didn't know how to feel about it. 
I guess I, I guess what what came up for me was like my dad could have died. He very nearly died. And just what does that mean? How does that feel to me? It felt I didn't know how it felt. I had so many feelings. And basically I didn't know what to do with all those feelings. Now it's easy to see that I should have just talked to some people and cried and grieved and and just got together with people, surrounded myself with people, made phone calls, visited people to kind of work work out the feelings that I was having. But I didn't do that. I didn't have that resource. And I'd kind of decided not to... <laughs> so this, this is where the addict starts um, coming into play here. So I had basically made a decision that I wasn't going to look at porn. And I had defined porn as these magazines and videos. But um, I started negotiating with myself, and the funny, the funny negotiating thing that I came up with was, well, maybe I could look at porn on the internet because I'm really addicted to porn in print, and if it's on the internet, then that wouldn't really be a problem. <laughs> so in my addict state, in my state of having all these feelings and not knowing what to do with them, that sounded good to me. And I agreed with myself and I looked at porn on the internet. And I masturbated, had an orgasm, found some interesting things that I hadn't seen before. And then I kind of, afterwards, I kind of said, okay, that's it. I'm done. I'm not doing it again. So about eight hours later, back at the computer again, looking at porn, checking out the stuff I saw before, looking for some new stuff. Afterwards, I quit and said, I'm not doing this again. I made a promise. Well, you can guess where this is going. This this went on, this sort of looking at porn, masturbation, saying I'm done, I'm quitting. This went on for about eight or nine days. And it was happening, you know, I was looking at porn at like one o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning, six in the morning. Is seven, you know, two o'clock in the afternoon. I was looking at porn all the time. And it was just kind of feeling worse and worse and worse. And I was starting to feel desperate. And the feeling was, I can't stop. I keep trying to stop and I can't stop. I can't stop. And it was so for me, I guess that was it. It was just being scared that I'm not going to stop. And I was, I'm um, self-employed. I am now. I was then. And I, my work was suffering. You know, people were calling me to hire me. I wasn't calling them back. There was some work that I was scheduled to do. I was showing up like 10, 15 minutes late. I had, you know, probably like smelling, like hadn't taken a shower. I wasn't acting in a professional manner. And it was obvious to me that I was messing up, but I didn't know what to do about it. So I was very, I was very isolated and I was kind of hating myself, but I couldn't, I couldn't stop. And so that was the point for me. That was the lowest of the low for me. And then I reached out online. I did a search for like how to quit porn, you know, am I addicted to porn? And I found this support board, which is still going. Um, it's, it's not nearly as active as it used to be, but I found this board and there were people on there who had quit porn who had advice for how to quit porn. And I just soaked it up. It's like, oh, it was a huge relief to, to notice that there are other people 
who are struggling with this and other people who have kind of managed to do it. And so then I started and I managed to get a few days of sobriety and then I looked apart again. Then I managed to get a longer one and then a shorter one and I started counting my days and and you know then then the story continues and i and i will continue the story to say what happened after that be, and to get um, my first kind of long period of sobriety but but that's basically the issue so what did i learn from that um well what i what i'm getting from this now as i'm telling you this story is i really needed to have people around me i really needed to have a support system and I needed to have a place to, to talk about my feelings. I also learned that I'm susceptible to negotiation by the addict voice. Uh, it's hard to resist. Um, and it's clear that I'm not thinking very rationally in those times. I also learned that the internet is much, much worse than uh, printed magazines in terms of its addictive quality. <laughs> um <clears throat> But, you know, I also learned there's, there's a way out, you know, there's a way out of the addiction. There is, there is a community, there is help, and um, I'm, happy I, I'm happy I found the way. I'm happy to fi- that I found the way out. I'm going to do a little quick appreciation right now. And that is photography. Um, a friend of mine was out, um, just took her iPhone and went around and took some photos and just kind of spent a certain amount of time, an hour and a half or something, just taking photos. And what a great thing to do. You don't need a fancy camera. You can just use your phone and um, think about composition and think about getting some nice photos. And it's a great way to spend your time. You know, don't don't take naked photos of your girlfriend or whatever. Don't that's not what I'm recommending. I'm recommending like nature photos or sunset or, um, you know, buildings and uh, maybe people too, but, you know, um, art, arty photos. So uh, that's it for today. Thanks so much for listening. You can find links to some of the things I talked about in the show notes. If you have questions or comments, if you want to watch the Brickhouse web series or listen to other podcast episodes, go to BrickhouseWebSeries.com. Also, you can go to iTunes, give a rating. Um, that helps people find it. Feel free to drop me a line and let me know how you're doing. There's a good chance I'll write you back. Remember, there's a way out. <laughs> <laughs>